Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 441. I feel like you were trying to get some real voiceover work vibe there at the beginning. <laughs> Welcome! And then you just... Gave up? You did, very quickly. <laughs> like most things in life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl... Are you Bowl. sure this isn't uh, Drunk on Sports? Oh yeah, we got, we got into some sports ball. Some sports. Ball. More so than I wanted to. I want to talk more of the commercials, but didn't even really get into those. No, that's okay. I mean, yeah. I, I just want to say my favorite was the Uber Wayne's Eats. World. Yeah. yeah, Uber Eats one. That just brought that's back true. some memories. But also people getting pegged in the head with lemons was also hilarious. So, I mean, if you, just, if you didn't watch the Super Bowl, just go watch the commercials, I guess, is what mm. Tony's saying. But uh, we... Obviously, talk about WandaVision and. Of course, because this is now a comic book review and WandaVision review podcast. Talk about Keanu and also <laughs> Kevin Smith. And, you know, I, I talked about what happens when Universal and Sony come together and they make Sony Universal. Mm. So. <laughs> totally not what that is, but. Nope. <laughs> was a great book, so. Uh, yeah, and we had a couple other books that we reviewed, so uh, yeah, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 441, Country Knocker. <laughs> oh my gosh, see you next Tuesday, Knocker, right? We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I was gonna say you could see how long you can actually last doing that. No, it's not long at all. That was about it, right there. <laughs> I'm not gonna get that out of my head. Okay, well, don't masturbate to it later. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be weird. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Glad you said that right before I was going to say the next thing where I can't get the weekend out of my head. Cause... Like the singer? Yeah. The weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little double entendre there, but uh, I wish I wish it was the weekend still because it was a nice, relaxing, not doing jack shit weekend. But also, I literally do have the weekend in my head because you did the halftime show oh, at the did Super they? Bowl. I heard and the halftime show was terrible. I don't think it was. No? I feel, I mean, I, I do know it's half and half. I've seen people say it was good and bad. A lot of people had issue with the audio, which I will say, yes, it wasn't as crisp. But then when you find out that he wasn't doing any rec- pre-recorded tracks, yeah. that's the reason why. Mm. When you see those halftime shows. So what you're saying is the people who complain about the audio are a bunch of spoiled bitches. Kind of, and I wanted to kind of say shit of that nature to them, but I refrained from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've honestly been humming a lot of the tunes that he did, and it was it was I I was enjoyable. Can't say that I know any songs from the weekend. You'd be surprised. I didn't realize too how many songs that he did sing. That you know, like most Super Bowl. halftime shows that go through a melody 
Is it not Med- melody? Medley? medley. Yeah, medley. Medley, yes. And, well, also there are melodies involved, <laughs> but... <laughs> Speaking of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't watch it. So whatever. I know who won. And I, and all I have to say about that is, uh, duh. <laughs> of course. Actually, I want to just say, oh, I should have started it off with this. Because this is the first time ever since we switched our, our day of recording. Normally, we always would record mm. prior to the, the Super Bowl. And I would always do my, I can't wait till the Tampa Bay Buccaneers score. And then I like I how just, you're covering your mouth. Like everyone in podcast world can see you talk. I've got to go through the motions to feel <laughs> against the Kansas City Chiefs. And typically I always do that, but since we actually have the scores and everything and, right. and the winners and the losers, uh yeah, Tom Brady. I still am not a fan of him, however, he won. I mean, listen, I'm not a fan of the man or football. Or, like, anybody having to do with football in general. I just could care less. But you got to give it up to him. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's, A, super fucking old for a dude that's still playing football. I mean, he's in his 40s, so he's not old. But, like, for a guy that's still playing football, mm-hmm. he's, he's, like, he might as well be 100 years old. And, like, he, he, he got a lot of shit while he was on the Patriots. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got to be one of those things that's like, well, is it Tom Brady or is it the Patriots? Well, clearly it's Tom Brady, <laughs> right? Because he went to the Buccaneers who were shit, as far as I can tell, that, prior to this. That's, that's the thing, too. Buccaneers was my other team. Because when you're a Detroit Lions fan, you have that other team to actually root for that might actually make it to the... And you chose so, the Buccaneers? It was... Well, when I was younger, it had to do with uh, with Ndamukong Sue, who was... Who? Or, or sorry, wasn't with him. But what was uh, that? He name? just say that again. You said it Nid- very well. So Nidama- I feel Nadamakin Sue. Nadamakin. Nadamakin. Yes. Sue. Yes. Nadamakin Sue. But I fucked up there, and that's not who I was okay. going to say. Still, He's you there said now. That very well, and it's an odd name. You could have mispronounced it, and I would have no idea right. though. So, anyways, <laughs> going back to me and the reason why uh, I enjoyed. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, was at the time Warren Sapp was the only defensive lineman who had recognition. I understand you don't know. Nope. But, and actually probably not a lot of our listeners would nope. know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But. Uh, no one in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he was. Linemen don't get recognition. You know who Tom Brady is. Mm-hmm. You've probably heard of Mahomes. You've probably heard of John Elway and Brett Favre and the quarterbacks sure. and yeah. Calvin Johnson and some well, of the big names. But people who get famous in the media besides just being football famous, right? Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, you hear more of those people. I know who Gronkowski is because he would do those party boats with the naked Again, ladies. These are people. <laughs> <laughs> and these are people who typically score touchdowns and everything. Linemen don't get that wide of recognition. So at the time, Warren Sapp was a hell of a defensive lineman. Who were you in high te- school? Yes. Were you playing football? Yeah. Okay, well, that all makes sense then. Yeah. So Tampa Bay was just a random team. That were I you go, a lineman? I like, yes. Ah, it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's why I picked Tampa Bay as my <laughs> okay. other team. All right. Uh, Fair enough. Have they won, ever won a Super Bowl prior to this? 
They have before, but not when I've been a fan. Yeah. So, I, I'm mad that Tom Brady's there, because then I'm like, oh. But uh, I'm happy I won my brother's bet. Oh. You beat him? Yes, again. Did so he, he, he was on the favor of the football team that still has the kind of racist name to go with it? <laughs> his only picking for Kansas City was... He despises Tom Brady just as much as me, so won't pick Tom Brady ah. as a team. And what happens is when you lose the previous year, you get to then just pick the team. Okay. And so the other person stuck with it. And I've won multiple times because my brother has refused to pick Tom Brady, and I've had to cheer on that team. And I told him, like, right after the game, I'm like, all right, so you lost again. How about next year if Tom Brady goes – just pick the team because then that way at least he's going to lose because you fucking lose all the time, Matt. So what is, let me ask that. I, I mean, this is not sports, drunk on sports or anything, but like, why do I, I know why I don't care for Tom Brady because I think he's just kind of a cocky asshole, but is that why everybody hates him? Why does everybody hate Tom Brady? Is it because he kissed his son on the mouth? <laughs> No, and I didn't even know about that, and whatever, I guess. <laughs> he had this whole movie that he did, made about himself, uh, Brady oh, well versus then, Time. Okay, that makes me hate him even more, so you've now explained probably why most people hate him. <laughs> it's probably just for the whole fucking movie. <laughs> no, I think... He like, doesn't eat strawberries? He, I think because he is, he is cocky, yeah. and he knows it. No denying, he's good. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if you could say greatest athlete of all time when there are plenty of other great athletes in their individual sports. Sure, but have they gotten the returns that he's gotten? I mean, so I heard a statistic the other day that he's he's been up. Prior to this, he had been up for, he has played in the Super Bowl 20 times, and he's won 10. So he's his. No, this is his seventh win. Maybe it's less than 20 then. But basically, his win rate at the Super Bowl is 50%. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. It's yeah, an I mean, insane stat. That is, yes. But there's, in football, there's a lot of other moving parts. Sure. Where, you know, if you get more, I mean, really, when you look at the numbers, I mean, Wayne Gretzky, I would say, out of any sports. But then there is some room for saying Michael Jordan, and even nowadays, even though I was never on that train, but LeBron, you, you can see because that's a little bit more focused on an individual. Yes, sure, you have your team, but when you look at that one individual right. where Tom Brady throwing a ball has a lot more to do with someone catching it, people blocking, so... Right, but how much of a leader is he on the team? I don't I don't know. Let, let's, let's... I don't know. I'd follow Gronk around before I would Tom. So, let me... It was oh so Gronk right was he on the Patriots yeah and he, then he went well he retired oh yeah and then he retired and then when Tom he moved went to, there he's like sure yeah I'll walk on see if did, they sign me he did the masked singer well he also last year at <laughs> WrestleMania was and this was right prior to him even I think signing but at WrestleMania last year he became the twenty four seven champion mm. so. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to, though, uh, Tom Brady and how people, you know, say he's 
the best. And he's I, the I, goat. I, Tony. I don't. Rick Flair has time. nine more world championships than he does. So yes, suck on a, it. a scripted. Doesn't matter. Entertainment show. <laughs> hey, did you see? You didn't watch the game. You didn't see the refs. That was fucking scripted too. So. I mean, he did deflate some balls at one point in time, right? <laughs> and that, and then he came back and won how many championships yeah, since then? That's true. It probably had nothing to do with deflated balls. And he is married to Giselle, so his actual I mean... balls are probably deflated <laughs> constantly, but in a good way. <laughs> All right, enough about real world stuff. Let's get into nerdiness. Better uh, stuff. Because we've, Better world stuff. Yes. And as what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, starting off the podcast, besides a long rant on other shit, <laughs> talking about WandaVision, because <sighs> let's just get that out of the way. Let's do it. Let's do it. Your new thoughts? I don't have... I do have new thoughts. I don't have new thoughts about... The progress of the show because I'm still kind of like I'm letting things happen without trying to read too much into it. Wanda says she's not manipulating things. Well, she clearly is. I don't believe her. Um, Vision clear like so I was I was operating under the assumption that Vision was like totally caputs and mm-hmm. she was like just manipulating his entire being. But now I'm starting to think that she did, like, he's got it, like, something's there. Because he was coming to the determination that she was fucking with him. And if he didn't have any sort of, like, actual background cognizance going on, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be able to figure that out. Um, Two things, right? So, uh, Fox properties have officially entered the Marvel Universe, which is very exciting. I fucking love Evan Peters. That means mutants entered. Yes. It's very exciting. There were rumors that they were bringing Pietro back, and it was up in the air as to whether it was going to be Marvel Pietro or X-Men Pietro, and I'm super happy that it's X-Men Pietro because he's the better Pietro. That's the one thing the X-Men movies got right. He was amazing, and I love his stupid accent, his stupid (laughs) fucking Jersey Shore Staten Island accent or whatever it is that he's using. Um, so that was very exciting. And I love the fact that Kat Denning's character, I can't remember her name. Darcy. Darcy. Was like, oh my God, they reca- she recast Pietro. Yeah. Like, what a great just little thing to throw in yep. there. Like, they know it's not him. They know mm-hmm. it's not their Pietro. It's a new Pietro. So that also opens up the multiverse, right? Which we knew was going to happen because that's the next Doctor Strange movie. So I'm super excited to see where that goes. Um, the other thing that really got me thinking was um, uh, Mar- Maria? Is that her name? Marie? Maria? Why can I remember her name? Lambeau. Rambo? Mar- Monica. Maria? Monica. Marie? Monica. Monica. Fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> at one point in time, she's like, I know of an astrophysicist who would really dig into this sort of thing. She just mentioned somebody. She didn't say who it was. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of dropped it. And it's like, who is that person that she's talking about? And the, the, the rumor going around the internet is that it's somebody from the fantastic four. And that's how they're going to bring the fantastic four in. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that now I will say this. There's a shit ton of, shitty just thoughts on the internet 
it could be this. This could be the next big thing. This could be... And I'm like, okay, people, you guys are really stretching for some likes and views on your yeah. posts because yeah. I could make up some bullshit, but at least let's go with what we're seeing. And that's a possibility, especially after this. Right. Um, and we know for a fact that the next Fox property that Marvel's going to do mm-hmm. is the Fantastic Four. I just... I personally want to just guess that they wouldn't do that here, but they'll mention it. Right. But we've also known that Avengers Tower got bought by someone, which also alludes to, is that going to be the Baxter building? Right. And and already Mm -hmm. in there, too, setting that tone. Because we... I guess we did kind of know that at the time, but I don't know if it was uh, actually official yet with the signing of the ink of you're going to get the Fox properties. So... Yes, but actually, in this sh- uh, show, we do know that, and everything that you said, I agree with. Um, I think one of the bigger things that people aren't realizing, though, where I think you're wrong, is that Vision is dead, ish. Yeah, they I, established it, it, in this in this it, episode that you can't bring people back alive, and so she knows she couldn't bring Pietro back alive. Right, but she knows that she has these reality warping powers. So she knew what she was doing because she is in charge. So yes, she can't bring people back to life. They covered that with when the dog died, mm-hmm. right? And I think more than anything, I bet you she could, but that's also kind of what caused Marvel zombies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I think. I think she's right now. I think uh, they can swerve if they wanted to and say, well, he's an android, so not really alive. Right, and that's what I was going to say is, like, how hard would it be but for the reason her to, why like, I feel rebuild like his... We know in the comic books, you know, anyone come back alive. I really hope the MCU sticks with once you're dead, you're dead. It would make some of these sacrifices terrible. There's been, you know, rumors of uh, Iron Tony Stark might come back or something be resurrected. It's like, I don't understand... if think that they understand the backlash that would happen to where that sacrifice then would been for naught. Right. Just, I mean, that happens in the comic books all the time. Yes, though. just make it make it real. Because then it'd be like, well, why not? We, why don't we bring back Black Widow then? Because already they established right. that death is permanent or can be permanent. There was, you know, I guess time travel ish. You can do some things, well, but now you have now you just multiverse, so, so you have yeah. a way to bring in other. So, fuck, I guess they could bring a different well, Tony Stark that looks just like... They could. Uh, I don't know if Robert Downey Jr. is done with that. Maybe they'll bring an alternate version that doesn't look like Robert Downey But that's Downey how they could do a new Wolverine, a new everything. Right. Which is just genius in a casting sense. It is. Um, but, so... Well, what does I say? So, I don't think he's... Because he's a robot, like, we saw already, his, like, frontal lobe is... is yeah. Uh, she keeps saying, you can't... We can't leave. And I want to say that she knows that this bubble is... Filled the, with an energy you mean bubble. The hex? The hex. Yes, the hex. <laughs> and so that's what's great. keeping him alive there in that if he walks out the barrier, he's mm. he'll then just, mm. you know, drop dead like how he was outside. But also wanted to know why, you know, the military was cutting him up, obviously probably for weapons and they probably want that and Was he cut up when they or I guess he didn't like explode or anything when he Lot when he died. No, he just had his yeah, and Wanda then disappeared. I mean, why and... wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you cut that shit up? Yeah, but I mean, he's not a person. I mean, to them. Yeah, 
Okay, so beyond the ethics of dissecting an android in a world of living androids and superheroes <laughs> and everything, uh, I the one big thing that I, I feel like there is no bad guy yet. And everyone keeps thinking Mephisto is going to show up, but I think, I or as the bad guy, yeah. I think he will show up, and here's the reason why. She's going to start going crazy, bringing people back to life, that she's going to tear a whole... Uh, a hole in reality and oh the devil who lives in you know a different uh in limbo i'm gonna go up through that hole and then now we brought him to the mcu so so it's gonna be like an accidental do thing. we know who the villain in the multiverse of madness is supposed to be is it mephisto no it's nightmare from what i've heard i don't i personally don't feel like this show needs a villain I don't think so it's either. It's intriguing enough with just, in her own way, Wanda has been both a hero and a villain. I don't know why we couldn't, they couldn't just lean on that and go with what's happening with her, because they're basically what they're trying to do is build up to like the multiverse and the the X Men coming into the Marvel universe and the night the multiverse of madness, the Doctor Strange movie. Um, I don't know that they need to throw anything else into there. I'm already intrigued enough as it is with what the fuck's going on with Wanda that I don't need somebody else to come in and, like, mess with things. Unless they do it at the very end. As, like, a post credit sort of mm -hmm. scenario. I don't I, 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 I liked how she, credits... She forced the credits to end the scene, yeah. to end the day... And then there was still them fighting. Like, how much it's messing with Vision. There's, it's just so good. It is so good. It's really good. And to all those people who fell off this show for some reason, like, I, I don't, I don't get it. All the, all the people I've seen who have talked about the things that they don't like about this show, I'm just like, you, you just don't understand. Well, I, I saw, saw I me. Mean, can't handle me at my one episode one two and three you don't deserve me at my four and five <laughs> and that is so true especially on this now uh i do want to quick say there's talks about uh jimmy woo series which at first i was like eh but now i'm kind of like you know what though i think i could really dig that because more people are talking about it being like an x-files x-files style mm. type show where he explores some you know happenings in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, how much of that character... Like, I think that character is great because you don't get it that often, though. Like, how... How much of that character can you have before you're just like, I don't care anymore? Yeah. I think the, I think the great thing about Marvel content, mostly movies before, but now movies and shows, is that they really develop these side characters but there's still side characters when it comes down to it. I kind of want to, so I just want to go over the whole slate of Disney Plus right now because it, we're we're gonna have Marvel all the year and then some. I was starting to think that the well is gonna run dry on stuff to watch, mm -hmm. but they just premiered the Bucky and uh, or the Falcon and, and the Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. Yeah. Uh, trailer. Which looks amazing. Uh, we could totally dissect that, but I don't want to take up half our time talking about Super Bowl commercials like I was originally planning. But <laughs> uh, 
But no, that's coming out March. So this is going to end. I think there's a two-week period maybe where then that starts. And that's a six-episode. Uh, then we're going to get uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, knock on wood if everything movie. still goes well. Yeah. And that's then, a prequel, though. But still, it's Marvel content. And yeah. I there's something that's going to happen in there that will set up something. Because sure. they're all connected somehow. And then what we'll get in May is oh, that one. I don't remember how many episodes, but Loki. Right. Which will then bring us through to July, I want to say. It's end of June, early July. Um, we'll get um, the... God, not, I'm forgetting the, the movie now. Um, Eternals? No, that's in November. And the Ten Rings. Um, oh, Shang-Chi? Yes. Sorry. And so we'll get that. And then after that, we'll get the What Ifs cartoon. Yeah, the What Ifs, I'm, I'm like, those are just going to be fun. They're not going to have anything to do but with it. But they're going to be of interest. I mean, you're yeah. going to watch it. Sure. It's yeah. going to be new content of shit, and it's Marvel. And then we'll get Eternals. There was also a couple other projects that I've seen She-Hulk, being thrown, right? thrown around. That's not slated for this year, mm. at least as far as what I've seen, so... I'm definitely looking forward to, and when I really look at it, though, I do wish there was, like, maybe one or two more in there. Oh, my God. It's so much stuff, though, Tony. I know. And we have, eventually, we will have lives. Like, eventually. Eventually, we'll be able to, like, venture outside of our houses and go out into the public and do, and, you know, when we first start doing that, it's going to be a lot. Like, we're going to binge on being out in public. So, it'll probably be good that there's not more. Well, there's rumors that there might be a secret 10th episode of WandaVision. Oh, a secret. Yes. So, comes from some people that noticed an uh, uh, actor's page on Facebook or something talking about an ep- being an episode 10 or something, and then the post has since been deleted, which we know right now they have nine episodes. Yeah. Could they do something like that? Sure, and not? really do the surprise, you know, one-off? Uh, they could. I would be quite happy with they could that. Do it. So that's what that's what okay. That's a, a rumor or thought that okay, you can speculate that and let's discuss that. But when you think, oh, Pietro showing up means so something which is totally asinine and wrong. And like I said, I forget exactly what it was that I was reading earlier, but I'm like, nope, not gonna ever mention yeah, that I mean, let's theory. Just... Let's again. I'm gonna fall back on the like. Let's. One just, of them, Agnes is gonna kill the kids, or let's just see what happens. Which actually, though, that could happen. But yeah, still. The, the whole Agnes, like she's that her her character is really that last episode where literally it just got to the point where Wanda was like, I don't fucking care if she sees it anymore. Sort of situation was interesting. Yeah, she I, looked distraught when she found out like Wanda can't bring people back yeah. to life. I saw it. So, the man who does the voiceover, Spanish voiceover work for Evan Peters in the X-Men movies was also supposed to be doing the voiceover work for Evan Peters in WandaVision, and he tweeted about it, like, a week before the show came out, that he was, that mm. he was working on WandaVision, Right. Which means he was, that means Evan Peters was coming to WandaVision. He instantly, instantly got fired and removed 
and like they made him take down his post and it was like such a crazy like mafia sort of thing that happened the minute he tweeted like that he was going to be working on WandaVision doing voiceover work because nerds more than anybody can piece those fucking sh things together I just thought it was crazy how quickly and how how uh, very like mob like that sort of thing happened. Oh, for sure. Uh, the last thing I do want to quick talk about this is that opening scene, the opening uh, title of the episode. You got some family ties in there. Oh, with and the drawing of then the, like yeah. the um, them with the picnic, which was Full House, right? Uh, but really, the baby vision and seeing oh the my God. vision pictures, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that killed adorable. it. Like, I was just like, this is kind of you know, cool, you know, 90s intro, but then that just... It was like eight, late 80s. I would say 80s more than 90s, but yeah, for sure. I thought that was adorable. You knew they killed it for you. I thought baby vision was super cute. No, I know, but it's like, well, it just... It, okay, he looked fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, that just that was funny in the dumb uh, way. Super cute, super duper cute. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of. No, I mean, we I, could I, just segue I into mean, yeah the the trailer and what we think about the Falcon. Yeah. So I watched it, and like it, Mike. Uh, so my question to you was, who's the villain? And you were like, we're like, duh, it's Baron Zemo. Um, didn't you see the mask? Uh, but what's with the people, like, are the people with the handprints over their faces? Also, like, are they his lackeys? Is that what's going on there? Because that seems like a really weird thing to tie to Baron Zemo. Is the handprint on the mask. So are they lackeys or are they somebody else? But also, like, I really love the whole odd couple aspect of the show. That's <laughs> why so it's going to be... I That's going to be funny. Yeah. And their weird little, like, therapist thing they were sitting in to, like, come to terms with each other. She was making them sit, like, knee to knee, but they were, like, interlocked in their knees. And it was just a weird sort of thing. I, I don't know, though, if I'll be... I mean, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy everything. Scissoring. <laughs> like weird scissoring. But um, everything that WandaVision has done... Okay, we haven't moved on from it. But still, I'm just saying, like, the holy shit moments. I don't know if we'll get as many of those. It's going to be different. I think that's the thing to remember about all of these. Is, like, WandaVision is such a unique sort of take because of the way they're doing it. And this new one looks more like just, like, an action sort of MacGyvery whatever insert like an action series here situation um and then of course loki time cop will be that'll be a whole different thing <laughs> i've just added time cop to it <laughs> it's not what it's called but <laughs> uh but i like it i i think it'll be good i have faith oh yeah i definitely think it's gonna be good yeah. everything they've done yeah you made me google baron zemo and his mask because I asked 
what his mask was. Yeah, in the comics, it always looked like a like a ski mask yeah. that he pulled over his face, and you made me look up like his. Well, it's because you didn't know. No, I didn't know. I don't read this. I don't whatever fucking series this came out of. I don't read. <laughs> I know you don't. Want this. I was like a hardcore X Men girl through and through. So all this other shit is like beyond me. But you said that his mask was glued to his face. So yes, his face is glued to his mask. It's really, it's kind of, it's, it's, what a weird fucked up thing to do. Like, why? So he created, Baron Zemo himself created this glue (laughs) called Adhesive X, which is a very Marvel thing to call a glue. And, you got it from the Acme store catalog. <laughs> and and apparently this glue could bond to anything and was practically indissolvable. And, like, what? Did he test? He glued his own fucking face to his... How? Like, the prank how does go, that... prank gone wrong. <laughs> He's going to be like, Steve Rogers, hey, do you want to go outside and build a snowman? It's cold out. Here, you can use my mask. Like, I would imagine that, like, after they figured out a way to get that mask off, like, it had to have fucked his face up horribly. So, clearly, that's not the way they're going in in, in this. Dr. Doom he... has wore the mask before. <laughs> I was just seeing a little, like, on my on my little search here after looking that up, I, I am seeing something about how <laughs> glue-based villain, Paste Pot <laughs> Pete, figured out a way to dissolve the glue. I'm like... Only in Marvel do you have somebody described as a glue-based villain. (laughs) And he comes in handy. (laughs) What a weird fucking thing to write. (laughs) So, who? I mean, I kind of hope that this is the turn that it takes. How awesome would that be if in this show... He glues himself. He glues himself into his fucking mask. Yeah. <laughs> I I hope they at least do something where like he's putting his mask together and like he accidentally glues it to his hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <sighs> All right. Anyways, uh, no, we could move on. Well, I was gonna say we could just do the last few things of news that oh, I've seen to discuss true. and whatever. So, uh, Kevin Smith was super excited. Kevin Smith is always super excited. Or crying. Or both. Yeah. About everything. So, we had talked about, uh, last week about him teasing a something or other for for his He-Man series. And we then found out what it was. Which was the score for when He-Man is transforming. Only Kevin Smith can build up something that nobody fucking cares about at all. Into something that people will actually watch a video about. <laughs> it made us watch it, and then and we heard, I have the power, and he's just so fucking excited by the voice actor saying it. And... Yeah, and he cried. Yeah. As I predicted. Weed is a hell granted... of a drug, kids. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, granted, it, it was cool, and I'm, I'm a He-Man fan from, you know, when I was younger Way and everything, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, this is this is real. I'm excited to yeah. watch it. Not necessarily because it's the Kevin Smith thing, but because I do enjoy He-Man and She-Ra and all that bullshit from my youth. 
Um, but re does that man really just know how to sell things or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. His heart attack really just rocketed him to the next level. <laughs> Speaking of selling things, Keanu's uh, selling oh. pretty big. His his stupid comic book. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be good. It's probably going to be good. Stupid named comic Ber book is Ber what you probably... Berserk. With Berserker. no vowels. With no vowels. B-R-Z-R-K-R. -R. That's how we should just pronounce it for now on. Berserker. Yeah, it's some. It sold the second highest ever, but I was like, that didn't come out though. No. I know it didn't come out, so what the fuck are they talking Pre -sales. about? Pre-sales. And yeah. then, yeah. So I would imagine, as with mo most comic books, they have to set the initial run at a number, right? Or else why call it the initial run? Why do second printings if you could just keep first run printing forever? So, uh, but it's been it's been pushed back now too by like a month. I don't know why. I didn't read the actual article, but I know that they pushed it back. And all of the no, it out uh, February twenty fourth. Yeah, I don't think that that's true anymore. I think they pushed it back again. Oh, even more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why, nor do I care. <laughs> Maybe because they want those pre-sales? Like, it's, what, 600,000 copies right now? If it's sold out, though, there's no more pre-sales. So why push it back? Unless they they're fixing something. They have more pre-sales to print more to make sure. increase the print run? Very much so. I mean, so this is the highest, you know, in the last uh, decade, uh, or second highest, the highest was Star Wars number one once uh, they yeah, the were able shit. to yeah acquire Lucasfilm. So that sold over a million copies. And I don't know the historical data for some other ones, but I knew do know that you know there's some high you know selling issues yeah, before. But you're saying this is the second highest one right now. So that they just, they could really be pushing it back. Keanu Reeves, thank God that he's a good dude, right? Because he wields some sort of power. That <laughs> that allows him to have like this weird sort of influence over people that make people love him so much that they're willing to buy a comic book that nobody knows whether it's good or not. It could be a total piece of shit and nobody knows. Very much so, but I mean, I'm going to buy it because of him. Because of Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, thank God he's using his power for good instead of evil, because he could really just take over the world if he wanted to, I think. Well, I mean, he's already taken over, you know, one comic book universe. Why not take over another? Because there's reports that he has been officially approached, so this this is confirmed he was asked now we don't know his answer to play craven the hunter in the new really yeah sorry about the silence i don't know how i feel about that i don't i don't yeah i don't f see it i mean is john wick you know kind of hunting down people ish yeah but, that's but he, in a very uh, like keanu reeves sort of way yeah not I've, in a craven the hunter sort of way yeah Craven the Hunter has, like, a real sort of cocky attitude that goes behind him. And Keanu Reeves... Oh, this is actually... Uh, so, uh, this is for the Sony Spider-Verse world. So, it'd be his own solo film. Yeah, now I don't even think... I was thinking that it was coming on for the new Spider-Man movie. So, he'd yeah. be kind of just a random one for the Sinister be, Six. But He could be cast in a way better role. 
and yeah. they could get somebody way more fit to be. I feel like he, who he is in real life and everything, shave his head, paint him silver, he could be Norn Rad, you think Silver so? Surfer. He is like Jesus. <laughs> he does have and that they... super chill surfer attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird to, like, Craven the Hunter's a villain, so it's just really hard to think of Keanu Reeves. And he's played, like, not great guys in movies, usually in indie movies, and usually they're perverts. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a weird... I hope he said no. I really... I hope he said no. I just feel like there's somebody well, else Well, no, it's just, it's, like, role. just newly reported that he's yeah. been offered, so... Say no, Keanu. Say no. This is this this role is too small for you. <laughs> I mean, who really? Craven the Hunter? Who the fuck cares? Right? Right. Right? Not for yeah, for a solo film, no. Yeah, I don't know. That's why with a lot of these. Yeah. Venom you could cause he has his series and you know, he could have a solo film, but like I don't wanna see a vulture movie. I mean right. I don't wanna see Even if it is Michael Keaton. Yeah. Like, it, it that doesn't... And I guess Craven is kind of... It goes back well, to the Jimmy Woo thing, right? Like, we don't need it. He doesn't need a solo television show. He's a great side character. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. That character doesn't need its own show. Craven the Hunter does not need his own movie. What would the fuck would that be about? Him hunting down... Who the fuck not cares? Spider-Man? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Not me, I guess. Actually, I can tell you exactly how they'd probably shoot it. They would probably have him be hunting down some other barbarian-type mystic totem person, and then he'll be like, now I need the spider. Da-ha-ha-ha, and then it would end or something. I definitely would not watch that movie. It sounds terrible. Uh, That's all the news that I have this week. I have a very little thing. I feel like calling it little is minimizing it a little bit. So... Marvel is has announced that they're reprinting and replacing copies of Immortal Hulk number 43. And the reason why they're doing this reprint and replace thing is because the artist on the book apparently added anti-Semitic art into the book. And We've seen this happen a couple times. There was a a Wolverine comic book where instead of using the word killer, they used the word kike, which is not okay. No. (laughs) And then there was the X-Men Gold um, issue with Kitty Pride. I'm sorry, Catherine Pride, (laughs) where they added some weird kind of anti-Semitic stuff into it. And the guy who did that art was straight up like, yeah, I don't like Jewish people. And I think those copies, they just pulled. I don't even know that they reprinted them. They just pulled them. Yeah, I saw the picture of this, and I didn't quite understand. Like, I saw, obviously, he spelled a person's name wrong. But then I saw Star David at a jewelry store, and I thought if that's being anti-Semitic, like, for stereotyping, I thought that was, like, I didn't get it. So it's, um, yes, it says Cronenberg, which is supposed to be Cronenberg, 
And then, yes, there's the Star of David. But it also is a jewelry store and not a jewelry store. Oh. There's no L's. Oh. I, I missed that when I saw the picture. That is a very big what the fuck. It is. And in the foreground of the scene, right? So in the background, you see Cronenberg's jewelry it's, well, store. It's, it's backwards. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so not only did the artist misspell, and I'm doing air quotes on misspell the word jewelry, but whoever fucking edited this book missed that they misspelled the word jewelry. Um, very unfortunate considering it's above a star of David, but the people in the foreground are talking about their money, right? And one of the famous sort of things that people who are anti-Semitic spread about Jewish people is, you know, they're obsessed with money. They're cheap. They're, you know, they want them, they're greedy sort of thing. So to have this conversation happening in front of a window that misspells the word jewelry and also has a star of David is seemingly very anti-Semitic. The artist has said that it was a mistake and he did not intend for that to be what he put forth in the book. Yeah, I, I, cause I was going to say, like, I kind of at first, I could understand the, the person was spelling. And again, I, I thought they were trying to do the whole, you know, Jewish uh, money thing with it also being, you know, a diamond store hoarding stuff. Right. But again, so I was kind of like saying, oh, that's probably kind of bad, but not. But now that you say what, what like, how do you, how do you not spell jewelry right? That That's like, like almost like he was trying to do it to get away, yeah. like knew what he was doing type thing. That's not cool. No. So we'll, we'll never actually know if the artist, who is Joe Bennett, um, actually did intend for this to be like a, a sneak in sort of anti-Semitic thing or if legitimately he just didn't I don't know look at his work before he submitted it or like realize that even even without it saying jewelry <laughs> just having the Star of David behind a conversation that's about like somebody trying to get more money for something than was than what somebody's tr- willing to give them is is insensitive. We'll never know if like what his true intentions are. We know what he has said mm-hmm. out loud, but we'll never know inside what he actually feels. But I'm glad that Marvel at least is like, a, we missed this in our in our review in our editing process. I don't we I no idea how we could have, but we did, and we apologize. And also like here, have the non anti Semitic comic. Um, so I guess more of it, my question is, as, as, I mean, this is not, this is something that's happened before. Why aren't these comic book companies doing a better job looking for that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, yes, I want to clearly agree with you because I should. But imagine all the pages. If someone were to truly do something, hit you. You would you would think that's 
career suicide, why would you do that? So you right. trust your artist not to do that. Now, granted, if he truly says it was a mistake, well, then there's your reason why that they didn't catch right. it because it's a simple mistake. And there's so much things that are probably truly hidden in some books. Yes. I guarantee you Hickman is making sure his artists are drawing something. Now, granted, it's not going to be in the derogatory term. Right. But artists hide, you know, their names, draw their buddies in there. How is Marvel going to know every single thing? That's true, and that's fair. But like this, if the readers are, are looking, if somebody reads this and sees it instantly. Well, I didn't even notice it though. So I mean, yeah. and I, you know, maybe I should. You should say, Tony, you should have noticed it. I, I don't I, think that you would have. I mean, yeah, I got the hint. The hint yeah. of what the store is everything. Right. Like I said, I didn't notice the No, the and, like, but. it is, uh, I think that's the thing, is it's kind of like, a, it's a nuanced background. Had I read this comic, and I very often don't even look at the background. Mm-hmm. So, it, again, it leaves me to, like, do these comic book companies, do they need somebody who that's their job? To not edit for the main story, but to really just look at the background and be like, oh... Guys, I don't know about this. You see this right here? <laughs> that could be offensive to somebody. But also, do we want that? Like, things like this are unfortunate and shouldn't happen. But do we want somebody policing all of our comics like that? It's such a kind of fine line situation to get into. Because you don't want this stuff to come out in public. Yeah. You don't want the X-Men gold, which was legitimately anti-Semitic, yeah, yeah. to come out. Um, but also, if you hire somebody to look at stuff like this in the background, what if they're just removing stuff because maybe it might be offensive to somebody and it's actually not. And then it ruins the artist's intention. Or do we let these people come out and, and call themselves out for being anti-Semitic and then that's just the way it resolves itself. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but if you want a replacement for your comic, Marvel will give you one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of comics, what do you have for us this week? So, I did a lot of catch-up. Mostly on Ice Cream Man. Again, I don't know how much I can say if you're not reading Ice Cream Man. Fucking go read this comic. Tony, go read this comic. <laughs> it's one of the best things I think that's ever been written. Um, but I'm not going to go into it. I just, just know that it's still really good. I did read a book called Deep Beyond. Uh, it came out from Image. It is written by... Hold on, I actually wrote this down so that I wouldn't have to find the page, but I did not get my book out ahead of time. So it was written by Mirka Andolfo and David Goy, with art by Andrea Bricardo and colors by Barbara Nocenzo. Sounds like a very Italian bunch. So <clears throat> this book is one of my favorite genres, which is kind of like a post-apocalyptic sort of situation. I just love post-apocalyptic shit. And what has happened in this world, which is our world in the future, is in the year 2000, the oceans 
got real sort of poisony. <laughs> and because the oceans got poisony, our air got poisony, right? Because the oceans evaporate and kind of create like our breathing air and shit like that. So the whole world just was one giant sort of poisony mess. Mm -hmm. uh, with also now like mutated ocean monsters that can just roam in the ocean and on land. So you can't exist in, in the world without living in like one of these sheltered existences where they manufacture their own air and their own food and you have to wear suits if you go out into like the real world sort of thing and even then you might get attacked by some weird mutant ocean monster. It's a good time <laughs> to live in. It's 2085. Um, so in the beginning of this book, this scientist is, is, is doing this ocean exploration and something has gone terribly wrong and her whole crew is dead and she's trying to send like this last message to somebody because she's about to die and blisters and stuff all over her body. And then it goes into the, the next part of the book. So that was the setup. And it, it just introduces you to a couple characters. The there's the there's a scientist who you are introduced to who had been partners with this scientist who went missing undersea, and also now her current like her wife. Um, and they're all both concerned about her missing, but then you find out she has a twin sister, and it's just it's such a weird like I, so much stuff happened which I'm not used to in a first issue. Usually in the first issue of the book, they're like, here's your character, here's your character, here's their backgrounds. Maybe in the next issue we'll give you some action. That's not the way this book went at all. 100% action from the start until the end to the point where like, I can't really break it down into like digestible bits. But basically where you get to at the end of the book is this, this man scientist who was partnered and partners with, if you know what I mean, um, this lady who was lost under sea runs into her twin sister that I guess he didn't know she had, so maybe their relationship wasn't that great, um, <laughs> to go find her sister, which involves them going out into the world, right? And trying to figure out how to get to the coasts and get into the ocean and go find her sister. And it's poisony, Tony. The air is poisony. <laughs> and the water also is poisony. And there's monsters. So, and there's government involved, so there's secrets. People hiding things and holding information back and having secret agendas and stuff like that. So, it's very much like kind of your stereotypical end of the world situation, but also not. I feel like you totally skipped over though the president's son and that gunfight. Yeah, I don't like. I have a hard time understanding even what that has to do with anything. Yeah, that's and that's, that's kind a, of. I was, I, there was so much in this book that I was kind of confused because. I just want to see how much you could uh, carry on this review <laughs> by yourself because I was also when you started talking about, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" That's one of the books that I read this week it was, it was, and this was the one I was going to talk about the most because it 
I thought it was really good. But also, like, what? what? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And, like, how often do you start a book like this where, like, you get so many, so many things that happen right away? Like, there was the whole party with the terrorist chick and the president's son and, like, who was fighting who and who are these people and who opened the doors that poisoned them all? And, like, I don't know. It was good, though. Hmm. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, I enjoy it. I, en- I enjoy a fast start. It reminded me a lot of, like, the vibes of Snowpiercer, right? Where you kind of get, like, these capsule worlds because you can't exist in the real world. So you have to figure things out within this enclosed society. So what, the, the comic book Snowpiercer? Yeah. yeah. Or the movie? I mean, insert one here. Okay. Not, like, the plot, but just, like, the vibes. Okay, okay of, gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, the outside is so terrible that you just kind of are stuck into this existence and, and also have to wear suits if you go outside. Um, <laughs> sort of thing. But, yeah, no, a lot of shit happened in this book. Straight out the gate. Uh, the art was also super, super, super good in this book. So, you read it. Yeah. So, what's your, I mean... Do you have anything else to add? No, no, you're doing, yeah. Everything that you said was actually probably (laughs) better worded than what I was going to say, so I was just going to let you go. But I, the the one thing, I like I said, that I didn't quite get, I just was so confused. Again, they were introducing some people right away, then it goes to this thing. I was really confused what was going on with the chick and killing those people. Yeah. And obviously, we're probably not supposed to know that yet, because they haven't explained it. That's my biggest, like, I want, I'm going to read this book. Besides all the other good things of what was, is like it's some death cult or something? Yeah. Like. So, right. So that's, who, who are these terrorists? What are their, what is their agenda? What is the wife of, I think her name is Eve. What is the wife hiding, right? Because she seems to be hiding something about her missing wife. The, uh, mm-hmm. uh, why didn't this dude who was clearly in this relationship with this chick not know that she had a twin sister. He seemed very surprised that she had somebody who looked just like her (laughs) (laughs) situation. How are they going to get to the coast now? That monsters destroyed their, killed a guy and then destroyed their (laughs) transportation to wherever they were going. So what's going to happen there? There's just like a ton of questions after this book, which, you know, is good for keeping people engaged. Uh, it's, uh, 12 issue run right so we know that we're going to get to the end of it in 12 issues which is i also appreciate like i have enough books that just keep going forever knowing that one's going to end in 12 issues is pretty nice (laughs) actually now that you said it too because i didn't know that now though that kind of was like there's a lot that i feel to explore that you can't get into 12 issues but the the pace is so fast that they yeah. probably can. It's just, will they answer all of our questions? So that was going to be the book that I was going to kind of end my reviews with because I was going to talk about it more because <clears throat> what I have is going to just be some brief um, sticking with kind of my theme. I'm going to talk about Vampirella again, uh, mainly because it was a Valentine's Day special. Was this the zombie one? Was there a zombie one that came out that had her in it? No. No. Okay. 
Forget what I just said. Keep going. I mean, she fights, you know, a bunch of demons and stuff, but no, not okay. zombies. Uh, but this is a, you know, the typical Dracula loves Vampirella, and mm. Vampirella loves humanity, and so they can't be together, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, art was really good and everything. Again, those are the bad guys. Their fights. It was good. It was a Vampirella. Uh, so that's briefly like that. Uh, the other one that I wanted just briefly talk on because it's I've been picking up some different type of books. Like Deep Beyond was different than kind mm-hmm. of anything, and uh, the other one I picked up was Luna Number One, and this. All I'm going to say is strange, but not like that one that I briefly mentioned last week that was just strange of not quite understanding it Adventure Time-wise. Like, this one, I get it, but it and it's beautifully well done, but there's some things that I am left wondering what what the hell is going on. It, it gave me some Midsommar-type uh, thoughts. Oh, the movie? Yeah. That crazy fucking... I mean, because it's, it's hippie-ish, you know. She wakes up, you know, at, after kind of passing out and maybe just doing drugs or anything. Uh, but and I also feel like this is... Oh, that's great. Yeah, like I said, it's beautifully... You know, I like the, the pictures and everything. But there's a point in here where, you know, this guy's talking about his almost cult, probably. Mm. Um, and they, they hook up and... Then he starts talking about a bond and gives her, well, he's like, I got something for you. And she's like, is it weed? And he goes, no, it's something much more. It's an STD. Pleasurable. <laughs> and oh. and then just close your eyes, open your mouth. and Oh, you know, God. Don't ever listen to a guy when he says that to you. <laughs> should I read this page, too? Ah. <laughs> this Again, is really great She's art. tripping out and, and everything, but. This is a boom book. Yeah, uh, yes, that's another thing, too. Like, this is... <laughs> wow. Boom shows boobies now. Yeah. But, you know, he's just like, you know, we're bonded for life and welcome to the family. Uh, and then he drinks the, her blood. The son. Yeah. And that's also, too, I'm like thinking, wait, is this going to be vampire type? Like, I don't know all of what's it's going like on. like a weird sex drug cult. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. It was interesting, but again, I was one of those like. Who is the artist on this? That is really awesome, sort of trippy art. It was well, yeah, colors too. Um, Yeah. The artist. I think that Maria Lovett did both. She had logo design designer Scott Newman. Yeah, but she, so it's by Maria Lovett, and she did the cover, so my guess is she probably did the cover and the writing. Wow. Love it. Then, uh... Get it? Yeah, I got it. Midsummer was fucked up, so if this is like Midsummer, then... I thought, again, that was a beautiful, it was the, there's just the ending, I just felt... That movie was fucked up. Yeah. It was beautifully shot, but it was so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, this one I didn't realize was coming out, and holy shit! And all the, like I said, I briefly just want to say it's Avengers Mech Strike number one. It's a oh. five issue series. It's two great tastes that taste great together. 
It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it starts off with the Avengers fighting a giant mech, like a, a, what Is would that you call a Captain it? America? We'll get to that. Mech. So, right, uh, it starts off with them talking about uh, or battling a giant kaiju type, um, but it was biomechanical, and. Ultimately, like I said, that's pretty much what this book was, is them fighting it, and they win, and then they're looking at the guts, and Tony goes, well, we might need to have, uh, you know, a little bit more firepower to fight something like this, and shows this, like, armory of his biomechanoid response units, um, each customized to interface with, you know, individual power sets and blah, 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 and so then, you know, in the last shot of this book, it's them flying them around and I'm just like these are giant fucking tra- like I don't they probably don't transform but giant Jaegers giant just robots of the individuals where we want all of these toys kind of I yeah mean, yeah hope they make them in toys I mean just look at the, the Thor. Thor one with the hammer arm and and everything I mean What's that one Is that Black Panther Black Panther yep so Is that I, Black Widow no, uh... Oh, yeah, that is. Yep, that's their symbol on the chest. Obviously, Iron Man's got the Hulkbuster armor, so right. we've seen that. And you've seen a Hulk one, which kind of begs the question, like, does Hulk need a mech suit? Yeah, I don't think he really does. The Spider-Man one just looks like a... Spider-Man. <laughs> so, all in all, though, I'm just like, this... That's a Tony Boner right there. For sure. Yeah. Tony's Boner so. of the Week. That's a new segment I just created. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but not least, uh, since we are at the end of our hour. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> Most Bo- likely. Boozing a book this week. I really am going on a whole trip here down the dynamite hole. Uh, Is this Sonya Versal? <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, I was about to ask you, like, why didn't you read Sonya Versal? Because I want to put it in the spotlight this week <laughs> with the with the booze attached to it. I like this a lot. There's a couple key scenes that were just amazing. I like the one when Red Sonya, some guy's like trying to get with her and she's kicking his ass and... Uh, this guy's just explaining about how she got her powers, but, you know, she, she's cursed. She can't lie with uh, a man unless he defeats her in combat. And then <laughs> this other person goes, seriously? That's fucked up. Yes, I was just going to say that. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but then, you know, the other guy's like, I think she just likes the excuse to beat up uh, miscreants uh, and everything. So, uh, regardless, that's Red Sonia. That's, you know, who we've known as Sonya. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of this book, there are some other Sonyas that show up. One that's in a giant mech- mechazoid. Uh, another Ooh. one that transforms into a giant fucking T-Rex with, with thread hair. Um, we have this one who seems like a James Bond spy because she has a, a gun and everything. And then another one that kind of shows up that and is... And she's still wearing a bikini. Well, it... Well, she was in a bath, so... And and this other one who, like I said, Doctor Strangest that shows up. I don't... I do feel in this, I love the designs. I liked everything that was going on. I, but I kind of just didn't know what was going on. It felt a little stuff happening too fast. People are kind of battling where it didn't quite explain it all. 
Um, there are just panels of then this person is attacking this person, but like on a page, like I can quick show you, you have these two battling, but it cuts off to a scene of something else. And so you're not following this linearly, but it's not one of those books where you kind of know what's, I'm just lost a little bit. Um, but yes, having, you know, them each named like Orange Sonia and Green Sonia and everything too. Kind of does help you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't want to give away uh, too much because it, it, it is kind of awesome what they're doing. And this is, again, another book, as I mentioned before, that doing something different. So um, I'm definitely going to stick around for this. I just hope I get a little bit more of, you know, is it a could there be only one Highlander vibe and that's why they're fighting or, you know, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I thought the perfect pairing with a bunch of Sonya's mixed together was a Long Island iced tea, but instead of iced tea, I was going to say add (laughs) grenadine and make it a red Long Island iced tea somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would be good or bad. I think it would be. Yeah. Maybe. I guess we need to experiment and test that out. I am ready and willing. <laughs> Could use my giant jug of vodka that I got. Yes, your giant <laughs> gallon of Bacardi <laughs> vodka. <laughs> uh, inside joke. <laughs> With that, stay thirsty for gallons of... Bacardi vodka. (laughs) Coming soon to no store near you. (laughs) 